Tonight, yeah, forgive me, mama. I know I wasn't living right. Brought the dope in the house and hid it in the kitchen light. It tripped me out when she told me, boy, I love you. But knowing you was in jail, the only way I could sleep at night. Ooh. Now tell me that ain't trauma. I only want the K if it comes with a comma. I remember one late night, hunting like some great whites. Saw my nigga D, he like y'all looking like some drama. Looking for a problem. About to blow some shit down. We was young Osamas. All up in this little town, we was niggas. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of This Is Recorded Podcast. Thank you for listening. I got a returning guest. Some of y'all might be familiar. Some of y'all might be tapped in. Lancaster's on a run. They putting out some good shit right now. Y'all better get tapped in. Y'all better pay attention. This guy's eating like a real boss. He having a real boss meal while we recording, you dig? Only (laughs) real bosses only, you feel me? Please introduce yourself. Introduce yourself, King. It's a deal. This is J.O., artist name, Jonathan, for everybody else that know me. What's happening? Yeah, man. Hey, we back at it, man. So you fucked around, and you was just dropping videos in your car, and you was just rapping. And people was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Even me, I was like, oh, that's cool. John doing. I like the bars. Then you just drop music out of nowhere. Like, I was a little privy to it just from checking in with you from time to time, but, like, the rest of the world, they wasn't privy to it. They wasn't ready, man. Please, man, man. How did you get into music and really was like, I'm going to do this for real? For real, for real. <clears throat> what that looked like. Well, like the whole um, the whole drop the music thing was planned. I planned on the, the cars. Doing it in the car was the introduction. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, I'm going to warm him up with that. And then I'm going to drop the real music out of nowhere. So getting into it, um, when I started writing music, I was in uh, I was in jail. This hasn't been no childhood thing. You know what I'm saying? This hasn't been a lifelong dream or nothing. I was really in jail, fighting my case. And I just started writing. And from one thing led to another, like, I, was just, I noticed I was good. And then when I noticed I was good, the other inmates around me took a notice that I was good. So I would have Mexicans asking, you know what I'm saying? And Mexicans hit me up like, hey, do this song, do that song. You know, blacks, the blacks would be like, hey, do that song, do this song. Everybody had their favorites because I was writing so much. So everybody had their favorite. And then like, It'd be like a random day. I'd be walking around in a dorm if I ain't on the phone or playing cards, playing dominoes or reading or working out. I, the Mexicans would catch me like, hey, check it out. Call me over to their bunk. It'd be like three of them. Go over there to their bunk, do, beating, on the, beating on the bunk and doing my song. So three Mexicans turned into six. Six had turned into 10. 10 had turned into 14. Now some blacks is coming over there. Now they want to hear their favorite songs. Now it's five blacks over there. Now it's five more blacks come. 
So that six, that that first group of three just turned into twenty five real real fast, real fast. So I was doing that, doing that, and then I was writing. That was that's that's the time I did like I did like three years. I was, I spent I spent nineteen months fighting a case, and then once I finally got a deal, I had to go do sixteen more months in the prison. So I wrote that whole three years that I was in there. And I got out in 2012. Yeah, I got out in 2012. I didn't do nothing with it in 2012 because I had the pressures of, you know, getting my shit together. Pops was on my ass about getting out of his house, all this and all that. So, you know, I took back to the streets hustling and whatever, whatever. And lost all, got all sidetracked, you know what I'm saying? I was just worried about getting some money. You know what I'm saying? I was just, I had my own spot and all that shit. And, you know, I had the little, had a nice little car, whatever the money, whatever. So my, I lost all track of mine of music. Like music was not on the forefront. And then it was it came a time where um, I hooked up with my boy, Brandon. I hooked up with him and he had a, a music situation going on. And I went to the studio with him. And my first night in the studio, the guy that he used to deal with is a, he's a cameraman and he's a, a producer he sat at the piano and made a beat from scratch that was just crazy that was my first night there and we recorded something we left came back the second day he did it again from scratch made a beat that was cold and we recorded on that beat so right when i was like oh the homie got a cool situation i got my little money on the side you know what i'm saying i could come in here pay him for a beat pay him for studio time and start pushing Right when I was about to get in that groove, I catch another case. So I go down. I had to turn myself in. I get, I get out. I bailed out twice on that case, and I had to uh, I had to go take. I had to go take. I had to go. I had to go back to the pen again. So when I went back, to, I went back to the pen for about a year and a half. Got out in 2015. When I got out, Brandon wasn't messing with that dude no more. So they had fallen. They had fallen out. So it was like, all right. So now it's like, okay, I got to figure this music shit out on my own. How I'm going to do it. So I'm back out. Now I'm back in my dad's house again. And he's giving the pressure. He wants his own space and all this and all that. So it's like, okay, we can't think about music right now. Got to get our shit together. So I moved from Cali to Vegas. And I was just, I was just on hard times, right? When I first moved to Vegas, it was just bad. It was just bad, and it was just like music wasn't there at all. I was I was going to studios, like little studios or whatever, but it wasn't like priority. Music wasn't a priority. Getting my shit together was a priority. So then I finally got into this truck truck driving shit. Got into that. Been doing that for the last three years, and then it's just everything starting to line itself up now with studios, with me having the money to the extra money to do studio, buy beats, do studio time, all that. Now the extra money is coming in where I can shoot a video, as y'all seen, as everybody's seen. You know what I'm saying? So I got a quality cameraman. Quality cameraman. I got somewhere I could go record that's quality. A couple places I could go record that's quality. So now all it is now is just putting in the work. There's no more excuses now. You feel what I'm saying? Good. Definitely, man. But um, were you nervous about putting out your own music and the world hearing it and you know, Cali is treacherous with hate, so it's like, 
Were you nervous about how the people would perceive it when you took the music seriously? No. The reason why I wasn't, or reason why I'm not, because everybody's trying to sound the same right now. Everybody. Very true. So I'm not worried. I'm not nervous about sounding the same. I'm not worried about you thinking if I'm hot, because if I sound like y'all, if I sound like how everybody else has sounded, then you have, I feel like, some dudes that have that nerves, like, oh, is this hot? Because he's trying to sound like something. Me, it's like, me, it's like, I'm going to do what I do. I'm going to spit what I spit. And I know it's a, it's a certain degree of people, and not to bash anybody that's running with the wave that's going on right now. Not to bash anybody that's doing that. But I know it's a certain amount of people. Yep. That don't really rock with that. They don't really like it. Yep. It's cool, but they don't like it. So it's like I'm like the breath of fresh air. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I feel like I'm the breath of fresh air of people that like hearing rap, like like hearing music, like like hearing bars, and like hearing the way I put the way I put things together and talk about real life situations. I feel like it's people that miss that in music. You got all these all these everybody just talking about a perk and a Zanny and lean and all this other shit. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But like you just you uh, you just you just admitting to use a junkie all the time. Like yeah. like you don't have nothing else to talk about but you high and you crying and in your feelings and then want to go to war and it, it's just too emotional. It's like just... you don't have no story to tell. No, and they ain't lived you know through shit, and you know they make up these stories. And then when you get tested in the street, and being a rapper is like real hard right now because niggas is really pressing rappers. Is you really doing that shit that you talked about? So it's just like it's bro. If and you that, saying that shit, yeah, you and, that, live and, it. and that and that comes from too getting tested because they be all on live, all the screaming and barking yeah. all the time. Yep. They get on live and then the other rapper jumps on live, like how me and you looking right now, we screaming and barking. Oh, when I see you, you doing all that. You now you putting the spotlight on on the niggas that are kind of tough. Yeah. The niggas that are tough, like, man, I'll take his shit. Like, I don't think he like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they are gonna try the outside is gonna try you before that rapper you see. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know why niggas don't get, like, be yourself, bro. You'll be uh, surprised, like, the audience you'll have if you be yourself. But everybody, like you said, like, I got 3,000 guns. I shot 80 niggas. I done fucked every girl in the world. I done got baby mamas crying and this. It's like, nigga, your life is not really like that. And it's like, it's cool if you just a nigga that like to stay home and binge some shit. But you good with words? Like, you can make some shit hot out of that. But, like, what I liked out of your shit, man, was just, like, first off, when I heard it and I'm listening to the lyrics, you know, it's just like, damn. Like, uh, one of the first couple lines, you know, that really stuck out to me was, like, damn, like, my mama knowing that you in jail is the only way I can sleep at night. That's, like, a bar of a bar. Speak a little bit about that, man. Um, I think I had been to jail 
think I had been to jail probably like I've been to the pen. It was like my my third time going to the pen. So I've been well, no, let me see. I think it was after. Yeah, it was after my last time because I've been out. I've been out five years now. So I've been Congrats. to the pen three times. I've been I did a county bid at eighteen. So. The third time was, which was my last time, 2015, when I got out, you know, and I was doing good. I was, you know, just trucking, doing the truck thing. So I was doing good. And then, then like, me and my mom have conversations, like real conversations now about, long, you know, the, the old days and what I was running around doing. And, and I learned so much from her, like, just listening to her, like, what I was putting her through. So I was just like, damn. And then one day she was just telling me, like, yeah, one day she was like, I couldn't ever go to sleep when you was out. And I'm like, what you mean? She was like, when you was out of jail, I could never really go to sleep. She was like, I was scared I would get a phone call that you in the hospital or some dead or something. So she was like, I could never go to sleep. So when you, every time you went to jail, she was like, I had a sense of relief because I knew you was at. She was like, yeah. Things can go bad in prison, and I know you can be in there fighting and all that. But she was like, I know you'll fight. Like, I know you'll take head, you know, you'll handle your business when, when you know what I mean, when it's time to do that. But she was like, just knowing you was free and running around at night, she was like, I didn't. She like, she was always uneasy going to sleep at night. So, so she really told me, like, it was hard for her to sleep while I was out running around. Man, and that that's just like crazy. And that's when I and that right there hit you like, okay, so this is different. You know what I'm saying? Right. Another bar is like I found out my granny died through a letter. Like this is this is the shit that niggas don't talk about. They talk about was in jail, stabbing niggas, still serving shit, blah, blah, blah. Like, nigga, that's a real no, thing wouldn't. that like this is something that people really deal with because if somebody dies, they're going to die and you're not going to see them. You nothing, you know, you're not there. You nothing. removed yourself from that situation, from the decisions you made. So right. that's, that's another bar that I was like, damn, that's just like self-explanatory. And they definitely got to go back and listen to that previous podcast to hear you dig like really, really deep in that. But one thing too, man, it's just like that. I was like, all right. It was like, okay, that was a bar. Then that was a bar. But then, right. rest in peace to Tommy, man. Shout out to Kayla, the whole family, everybody, man. When you said that one, I was like, okay, he's out of here. Because this is just different. And it's not too many people repping for Lancaster. They're not At all. saying nothing like, they like, bro, this shit trash. Yeah, it could be trash. But if that's what you come from, that's what you come from. Like, Nigga, exactly. people make shit hot. You got to make something hot, not fucking where you from, nigga. It's like a million people trying to do the same thing. You got to right. make it hot. So that bar, man, was just like, wow, man. And rest in peace to Tommy, great dude. Yeah, rest in Used peace to ba- bang the murder ink, man, real hard. Oh, everything. I'm like, bro, you got to chill out, man. But niggas, <laughs> niggas ain't want to see Tommy with it because he was teaching boxing and everything, man, is like niggas ain't want to see him with the hands though. Like they was yeah, like, Tommy had little hands on. They was like, uh-uh. Tommy had little hands on. They was like, nah, they don't want that, man. But I commend you for really just speaking your truth and things that you know about because it's just like it's 
first of all, when anybody say they do music, you like, oh shit. I don't want to disappoint my nigga. Like, uh, I don't want to tell him this shit trash, bro. But so, but then when you hear it and it's good, you like, damn, man. You like, so you just sitting there and the shit is just on and you just like, wow, this dude really is doing something, man. You just sitting there and you hear, you like, what the fuck? (laughs) Hold on. What this nigga talking about, man? Hold on, man. Y'all niggas, man. What the fuck this nigga John been up to, man? Let's see, they man. They sleep. Here we go. Hold up. Come on, man. Stop it. Come on, man. And you hear that and you like, whoa, this guy really doing something for real, man. But stop it. Tell us the name of the song and tell us the backstory and congratulations to your new life and new blessings and everything, man. So tell us about the song, man. So the song, I was just oh, okay. How I got how I came across that beat. So I guess that beat is Meek Mill did a challenge way back last year in October, but I've never heard the beat. But he did it for that. It was that beat. So a few, you know, a few thousand people did it, but it wasn't no, it wasn't like that Casanova challenge, like that New York challenge that he did. I'm so Brooklyn. Yeah. When I did the when I did the 661 to that. Yeah. It wasn't no popping challenge. So I never heard this beat. So I'm just scrolling through. Now, how I came across that beat is this. There was this one beat. I swear to God, bro. I mean, fire. I mean, fire. I mean, fire. I mean, I had wrote a whole song to it just on the website that it was on. I had wrote a whole song to it before I was intending to buy it. And I was like, when I get paid on this check, I'm going to buy it. When I went to go buy it, I got paid and I went to go buy it. I'm pretty sure some 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 uh, famous motherfucker grabbed it because it wasn't on the website no more. And they, they, they bought the exclusive rights to it. Yeah. So I was bummed out. I was bummed out. Like, damn, man. I swear to God, bro, that shit, that beat was so hard. And what I had wrote to it was so hard, bro. I was like, oh, my God. So, boom, that was gone. So I was just looking for beats. I'm like, man, I need an intro. I need an intro. Then I came across that beat. I played it for my girl. She was like, I said, what you think about this as an intro? She was like, hell yeah, that's hard. I bought it that day. Um, I bought it that day. I didn't buy it exclusively, but I, I leased it. You feel what I'm saying? So I bought it that day. Started writing to it. Um, the name of the the name of the tape is Jada, which is my daughter's name. So since she's my first daughter, and that's this is my first this is my first you know first uh musical set you know what i'm saying as far as mixtape or ep whatever you want to call it this is my first tape dropping i felt i felt the need to name it after her but i didn't want to just name it after her i wanted to think of an acronym for her name that was simple and meant something and i was just like man you know just another day alive you know what i'm saying you could be it's just you know we all living day by day you know what I'm saying? Whether we getting our life together or whether we fucked up in the game, you know what I mean? But it's it's another day alive. You know what I'm saying? 
and just another day alive. I mean, you're going through the steps that you're going through to, you know, better your life or, you know what I'm saying, be complacent, whatever. But if you're grateful to be alive, you know what I'm saying, you just, it's just another day alive. So I, I made the acronym for that, and I was just like, all right, boom, that's what I'm going to call the first EP. And that's how that came. Man, man. It's all, be, it's all because my daughter. It's my daughter. It's my, my first daughter, my first child, and then this is my first piece of music. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I was just like, I just put it together like that. So how has having a daughter changed you, especially from you being a person that been in and out of the system and in and out of jail, in and out of trouble? How does that make you feel now that you're responsible for life and stuff like that? How does that make you feel and your thoughts on life now? It makes me feel good. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I wasn't nervous. Like, when my girl told me she was pregnant, I wasn't nervous. It, like, it's, it, it seemed like it came at the right time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have, I didn't have her till well, I'm 33 right now. So, I didn't have her. I mean, my girl was pregnant when I was, what, 32. I was like, I had my first kid until so I was 32. So, it was like, it was cool. I was like, I was, I was, it was like, I felt like I was in a point in my life where it's like, I wasn't worried about how I'm going to take care of a kid like a lot of people do. You know what I'm saying? They they just push out a kid and they don't know what they're going to do. And I'm not in a position where I got to resort back to the streets and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm glad that I'm in the position. That, well, I'm glad I took the opportunity and the I made the choice to get into what I'm getting into right now as far as occupation. That's going to keep me out the streets. You know what I'm saying? My, my bigger sacrifice is that I'm not home all the time, but I'd rather not be home all the time on the streets making money to provide for my family than be not home all the time because I'm sitting there doing five years in the pen exactly. behind some street shit. And I got a little girl out here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, having a newborn, like, and then have to do three, four years, come home and she's four, like, that shit whack as fuck, bro. Like, I got to see and ran to too many niggas that, that did that be leaving they left their kids when they was babies because they want to run the streets get eight years come home little baby seven like that shit whack bro that shit whack as fuck so having her having her definitely puts you in a put me in a mind state to where if it ain't if it ain't about if it ain't about her like if it ain't about protecting my family like any nonsense is not even gonna get no entertainment for me as far as street shit. Like you know what I'm saying? As far as cause I didn't I had, you know, I got a couple homies that still mess around and they want me to they wanted me to like, you know, put my truck money into the streets and they gonna pay me this back and all that. And I'm like, bro, I'm not mixing these two worlds again. Like you can't mix these two worlds. It's either you gonna do right or you ain't. Like, yeah. like, I'm not going to be, I'm all in over here. Like, bro, I didn't do more time than a lot of these niggas. Like, I didn't been through. And then not even, not even, like, not even like I did no stretches. Like, I know niggas that done stretches. I got homies that's doing stretches right now. But the back and forth, in and out, in and out. You know what I'm saying? My first time, I was out in 06 to 07. I was out, like, eight months. The second time I got out in 09, I was out nine months then i did from i was out nine months then did three years you feel what i'm saying like yeah. then i was out then i was i did three years then i was out two years and then i did my last bid was four was 18 months 
like, like that shit corny, bro. That shit was weak. And I was just like, man, I'm not going into my 30s. Going in, I was 20, 28 when I got out in 2015. I'm not going to my 30s, going still going to the pen. Like, I'm hell. Like, yeah. nah. Yeah, man. Hell no. It's just crazy. So, for you, what do you think is the main reason why you kept getting in trouble? Like, what do you think? Because, I, you know, knowing you and stuff like that, it seemed like, you know, your mom worked hard. You know, I didn't know too much about your dad, but I seen him every once in a while. But what was it and for that you was, that you think? That was a problem. Mean? And, like, the once in a while shit. Yeah. Feel me? Yeah. Because I used to I used to ask him to put me in sports. and you know, me and him, me and, my, me and Pops is cool now. But it was a, I was young, rebelling. And then once I got into that life, I was like, I'm here. Right. I'm here. It was love. It wasn't nothing that wasn't scaring me out of it. It was like, okay, we doing this, we doing that. All right. We slanging this, we, you know, we selling that. All right. You know what I'm saying? And we beefing with this, they beefing with us, whatever. Well, all right. We come, I'm coming out on certain shit. Kind of coming out on top on a lot of shit, you know, even though real life street shit is happening, it wasn't scary. It wasn't scary to me. Like, it didn't scare me off the block. It was like, all oh, them niggas came through his shit. We're going back. It didn't scare me off. So it was like, the the jail shit is was really, the jail shit was really, because I don't care. Like, these niggas talk that jail shit, bro. But once you, when you sitting down in there, bro, and you just know, like, this ain't it. Like, all these niggas, all these niggas doing all this shit to catch cases. It's like, but y'all doing all this shit that's gonna get you a lifetime. Like, yeah, we did, we did, we did shit that I, you know, what I'm saying I could have got caught for and been you and nobody would have been hearing from me for the next twenty years or something. I, I could easily been that. I didn't get caught for none of that type of shit, but it could have easily happened. You know what I'm saying? But the biz that I did do was just like in and out, in and out, in and out. Three years and then I, like, nah, man, that shit was just—it's not. It's just not it, bro. It's just you just sit down when you in there. Like my last time, I just had to sit down and think. My grandma died, and then it was just like a—I remember it was like a big ass ride on the yard, and all of, like I was in a certain section where all we could do was watch from the window, and it was just—it was just crazy how like. In the midst of chaos, like you see how 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 scared people get, and it was a situation where, you know, the the essays had a black under the stairs. It was like yeah, they was about to kill him. It was like maybe like 15, 16 of them, of them on him, just and they was about to kill him. Like and some like seven, eight, nine blacks jumped up and went to help him, but like ten more blacks just sat there, and I was just like, when I saw that, I was just like, this is over with me. I'm like, I'm cool, because, you know what I'm saying, like, we be out there, we together, you know what I'm saying, in there, it's together, but I'll be damned if somehow, some way, the riot crack off where I'm at, and I gotta, you know, try to get 10 motherfuckers off myself, by myself, because you too scared to come help me, you yeah. feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, nah, I just, like, nah, bro, it could go bad real bad, so it's not, it's not that nothing being scared of, or whatever, but it was just, it's just, you need, you you get to us. You get to a certain age, bro. Where that shit is bullshit. That shit is old. I don't got nothing to prove to nobody, on no yard or in the streets. You niggas know me. Niggas know. Niggas, I don't have to. I don't have to be extra. Like I don't have nothing to prove at thirty. 
in my 30s about nothing street. I've been doing it since I was 15. And everybody knows. Yep. You know what I mean? Everybody ain't seen me in crazy action, but everybody has a story about me somewhere down the line. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. It's just and- everybody can say, I remember John did. I remember John did. I remember when John, like everybody. So it's like some of the shit y'all be some people be telling me, I don't even be remember. Yeah. I'll be yeah. like, I did what? <laughs> and then Lancaster, <laughs> like, man, Lancaster's so crazy in the way it is. And like when niggas don't know, like niggas be escaping real shit from LA and move to Lancaster. And then it opens up a whole world of some crazy shit. But the underlying cause of everything is pain and trauma. And my dad wasn't there. My mom wasn't there. We was poor. We was this. We was abused. We was this. We was that. And it's just, you know, it really pisses me off with, like, the young kids that really ain't got nothing. They got it all. And they be wanting that street lifestyle. Or the girls that, you know, their parents gave them everything Maybe they didn't give them the time, but they be wanting that lifestyle. And you know some good girls that just get turned the fuck out, and they be looking bad. Like, there's a lot of people, you know, that's our age that look terrible. Like, you like, yo, you look really bad. Dudes, niggas that drink real hard and smoke and shit. It's like, bro, what the fuck? Like, but it's just like, like you said, it'd be an issue that they don't get resolved, and it leads you to jail. It leads you... To having a bunch of kids you don't give a fuck about. It leads you to a whole bunch of bullshit. And niggas got to stop that, bro. Like, somebody has to identify what the fuck is wrong with me and fix that before we start a snowball effect of fucking everybody else up around us. People got to do that. Right. Yeah. Right. And in my my world where it took place in me, when I was sitting sitting on that yard the last time, it was like, I got to change, bro. Cause it was it was too much shit going on, like as far as going to jail, but my inner circle too on the streets. And then you know I come to find out some shit about a whole bunch of shit when I got out that my so-called homies, y'all shouldn't even like y'all name shouldn't even have been in certain shit that happened to me. Yeah. So it started making me look at all y'all. You know what I'm saying? And that, that saying that, that the closest nigga to you will do you is so fucking true. Yeah. I had it happen in two instances. Yeah. Instances. Like, like, and it's like, what? And then it was like, anyone, it's these niggas that portrayed it, they the real niggas and, oh, I'm a real homie and all this and all that, but behind a little money and a little pussy, a nigga will act weird. Yeah. Straight the fuck yeah. up. It's just, it's just crazy, man, but, yeah, but it, it's just like, I'm so glad, and I tell you all the time, man, you got a second, third, maybe fourth chance, but with some jobs, like, other than trucking that you know, but I think trucking is one of the best for some felons and stuff like that, with some things they they can do that you know that can help them get on their feet a little bit, because money is always the root of everything, like, people, you know, start making stupid decisions and risking their life for it, so with some things that they can get into that you know of, If you're a felon, if you've been in jail, my first my first option would be trucker because they need drivers. A lot of companies ain't doing like they don't care as long as you ain't been in jail for no like no rape and murder. Like for the most part, <laughs> they are going to hire you as a driver. Um, 
if that ain't what you want to do, I would suggest to get a trade in something. Air conditioning, uh, plumbing, get a trade in something. Hard labor type shit. Get a trade. Because a lot of people don't want those jobs either because it's too strenuous and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So go get a trade. If you don't want that you know, that $10 an hour, stress the fuck out because, you know, going to work every day, doing this overtime, paying the bills and still broke. Get you a trade to where you can go to work, pay your bills and have a little cushion. You know what I'm saying? Once you start seeing money being saved up, you feel a little better. You know what I'm saying? Um, So that's what my suggestion would be like. Me personally, I did the warehouse thing um, because I had to. You know what I'm saying? Being on parole and probation or whatever. And, uh, you know, I, I had to work because I, I refused to do. Even when I moved to Vegas, I ain't going to lie. Like, I did dabble back in the streets because the jobs in Vegas when I first got there was trash. It was horrible, bro. And I was just like, you know what? I need to do something just to keep the bills. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just to pay my bills and keep the rent. You know, I need to do something. So I dabbled back in it for a little bit. But the first sign that I saw to get out of it, I left it alone. I ain't touched nothing since then. You feel me? At that little bit that 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 came, it helped. When I got the little shit, it helped. But then, like, it was like a dry two weeks, bro, where I didn't get a call from nobody. They didn't want no weed. They didn't want no powder from me. Like, for two weeks, bro, didn't nobody want nothing. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what? Y'all don't, yeah, don't want to get high that was the for sign two weeks. To get out. That was the sign right there, bro. And I took it, and I ain't been back. I ain't been back fucking with it. So, And then I landed a, a solid. I ran a solid gig, and it was cool. I was making like 13 an hour, and it was cool. It kept my bills paid. It kept, you know what I'm saying? It was cool. You know what I'm saying? All the whole time, though, I was like, I want to get into trucking. That's my whole thing while I was working. I wanted to get something better. Like, I didn't want to just stay there. I'll just be working that job. I was like, nah, I want to get into trucking because I know the type of money is in this shit. Like, I researched a little bit, and I was like, I know what type of money I can make into that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that was my, my whole thing from the gate was trucking. Trucking, 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 trucking. And then I found the avenue to get into it without having to pay for it, and I've been in it ever since, bro. Man, so what? how much does it take for somebody to uh, um, get into, like, a... a like to own their own truck and because i see that's popping up heavy heavy of owning a trucking company so what does it take and kind of work you got to put in for that really you really don't even they got some guys on instagram and if you look up different programs they got guys teaching how to start a truck company without even having a truck me I don't know that whole side of it because I haven't got the program and all that, but I know it's possible. Like you could start a dispatching company without even owning a truck. You could just be dispatching people, picking these loads for people and you know what I'm saying? Having your own company. But as far as getting a truck, um, the main thing really is like you could get, you could just have your, you could, you could, you could, you could build your credit. Get your credit straight. Go to a truck lot. Just like you would get a car. Go to the truck lot. Go to the truck lot. Fucking put down about fifteen, twenty thousand on a eighty thousand dollar truck. 
that got about two, three hundred thousand miles on it, you can lease it off the lot, like and pay a monthly truck note. You know what I'm saying? It's like leasing a car. It's like you're leasing a truck for to to be yours. And you know what I'm saying? When you when you ride and you get these loads, you are getting the bulk of the money. You know what I'm saying? It's still, but paying for your expenses like gas and your insurance and your truck note, shit like that. But or you could get onto a company, and these companies have lease to own options. You get on a company, and you lease to own. the The company will lease that truck to you, like you're basically your own business now. But the truck is still theirs, but they're leasing it to you. So when you're done with that lease with that company, that truck from that company will be yours. That's another way of going about it. Um, or if you just come into some quick cash, real quick. You want to go drop fifty thousand? You if you go find a truck for fifty thousand, it might have some miles on it. But as long as you keep the truck, you know, keep the oil changes and keep all the stuff running good, a, tr- a truck, a, a pretty decent truck, will run good for you for a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, cause it just yeah, it just seemed like you know a lot of people are really into that, and they really man, it's just like yo, it's a good way. And I just love your story of like. You could easily be like, you know, I ain't going to look for shit. This is the only way for me. I'm a felon. I ain't got no way out. But you found a way, and you're doing good. You seem like you're smart with your money, taking care of your family, man. This is like, this is the type of shit that I want to do, and that's why I've been showing a lot of love to Lancaster, just uplifting people that's doing the right thing, and they got dope shit. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my boy, John Doe. Shout out to my right. boy, uh, nephew, Ken, man. Uh, you know, Brandon, I know he's doing this battle rap thing. Like, people really doing their shit, for real. So, it's like, right. niggas got to really just, you know, make a way. Like, life shit going to happen. Right. It's just, what the fuck you going right. to do? You learn a lot about a nigga, like you said, when niggas is getting pressed. What you going to do? Like, for real, like that. And it ain't about being the toughest guy or this or that. It's just right and wrong. It's like, what are you going to do? Right. Your kid needs you. What right. you going to do? You gonna run, or right. you gonna fucking figure it out. So, right, that's just. Man. And I wouldn't. That's and it. I don't got nothing against nobody. Like you know, you get you, you know, you get get you in a situation where you gotta go get a job at IHOP. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but nope. I know you ain't gonna want that forever. Not you. So it, it's best. That's it. Bro. It's best that you get into if you gotta do what you gotta do for for the for the meanwhile while you're doing it, and then put your brain to use yeah. and think of some. Think of something to get something better. Yeah, you know your, what I'm your saying? job is your first investor, is what I heard. They the first niggas to put some money in your pocket to fund some other things. Like it's like, exactly. but you just got to figure out a way. And it's like a lot of people are lazy. They don't want to do the work. They don't want to. They just want to cry and like it's hard for me and this and that. It's hard for everybody. You just got to fucking yeah. want it. Consistency is the key. Like you just got to go after right. it and get it. But. A lot of people don't want it, man. But before we got to here, man, I got to uh, find out what's one of your favorite, man, West Coast party songs to get in that vibe. I'm going to have to go with this one right here, man. I don't know, man. I don't know if you ready, man. Hold up. This for all hey. All y'all. All y'all. What we over. tell them? Hold up. Bounce. Rock. Bounce. Roll rock. Skating. Roll skating. <laughs> Hey, roller skating. What? So what? All the world. Man, the answer, Dan. What is your favorite 
West Coast, cause like man, I remember with Marcus and everybody, man, we chill at my house, just playing beats, fucking around with the music, and you was heavy on the Butch Cassidy. Niggas don't know you was on the singing side yeah. of it. You love Butch Cassidy. I hope Butch Cassidy. Butch Cassidy was well. hard, like on his features. Yes, sir. Under Nate Dog, it was Butch Cassidy. Niggas don't. Only so. real ones gonna know. Butch Cassidy, man. Him on that Lay Low, um, like, killed that song. Yeah, that was For fire. Real. I mean. That was fire. Was... Like, if he wasn't on Lay Low, I don't think Lay Low would have been as fire as it was. No, like, that's the part that everybody is looking for in Lay Low. Right. I mean, of course, Nate Dogg is. Nate Dogg is a cheat Nate code. Dog. We can't even count Nate Dogg. Like, he's a right. cheat code. Like, recipes to the king. But it's just like, man. You don't have Butch Cassidy on there. Yeah. I don't think Lalo hits as hard as it did. And he had his hair done up in the video because they on, was man. in the Roaring 20s, man. <laughs> Hell no, man. That was so uh, hard, bro. Like, fire. people don't know, man. Like, I was like, wow. But what's one of your favorite today? I mean, because I know it's a million of them. Today, what's one of your favorite, like, West Coast party songs? It's just like, man, this is a good vibe. This is a good day. It always put me in a good mood when I hear this one. Damn. It's just got to be today because that question would be too hard. Like, nah, bro. Like, I mean, we could go sugar free. We could go, man, many. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, different you, know, you, put ways. My mind, you, you got my gears grinding because I'm like, I haven't listened to a lot of older art, like shit that we listened to in so long. Man, just for the people don't know right that now. East Siders at DJ's place, I love Come it, on, man. used to go fucking Come crazy. On, man. Crazy. <laughs> like, crazy. Oh. Everybody crib walking. Man, everybody, people don't know, man. Like <laughs> everybody, crip walking. Oh, Come man. on, um, um. If I got a pick, 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 god damn, man, get your money while you bullshitting. I'm the, like niggas, like I niggas sugar don't respect free. sugar free, man, for real. Nigga, I mean, sugar free, sugar free's newest shit is fucking hard. Like, uh, don't sleep on him. Like he got his newest, his last, his latest album that he just put out. Whole thing fire. He said, I never hit a fire. woman, but I slapped the shit Slap out of the a shit bitch. Out of a bitch. Why, Why you bullshitting? You like, you know oh. what? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with that one. Oh, I, I knew I, I was gonna brainwash you, man. I do it <laughs> because I can't think of nothing else, bro. bro. I'm when, like, I really can't you, think of nothing else. Oh my god, like that is just like people don't know to get the party started. Man, like, Damn. oh my God, man. Like, I, I remember, um, oh man, remember Mercedes and uh, Brianna and all of them used to throw parties and all that? Mm-hmm. It was one, I forgot her name, bro, but she used to work niggas so crazy. <laughs> and they used to be like embarrassed to death. Was it Tay? I forgot. Tay. Oh, God. Bro, Tay. Tay. people was like literally scared to dance with her, bro. That- that's the only girl that worked me. Bro. That's the only girl that worked me. <laughs> bro. In high school, that was the only girl that worked me. Hey, bro. man. People was the like literally scared. Hey, niggas was scared. And oh I danced with her just God. because. I remember. I danced with her just because, right? We was dancing. We was dancing. And I was, I was, I was going with her. And she dropped. She went low. And I went to go get low with her, but then she came back up so fast. And then when she came back up, right, I was on her back. Like, like I was riding her back. Mm-hmm. So she's dancing with me on her back. So I'm st- 
still, you know, just hanging with it, hanging with it. And then she wow. dropped again. And so in order for me not to fall, when she dropped again, I grabbed something. I don't know what it was, but I grabbed something like this so I wouldn't fall to the ground. Bro, people, had everybody was laughing at people me, don't like, know so she made my brother fall like that was her go-to move like she's not slick we figured it out that was her go-to move because like back when we was growing up the number one thing is like i can't get worked i thought if i go to this party i'm cool as long as can't i don't get, get worked, worked. But you like Don't let that whole, girl work you. But like that was her go to move because she did that shit to Xavier. And I was like, <laughs> oh man. I was like, she got your ass, man. But like, you know, it's so crazy, man, because the parties be so like chill or people just be sitting around. They don't really dance. But niggas already know. When they come right. on, man, when you hear this shit right here. Quick, gave me a beat. Now Pomona's on a set. Baby, why you bullshit? Beat up and I'm crazy. Beat up and I'm crazy. Oh, I gotta let him do his part. I can't cut his shit off. Hold up, man. He gotta do his shit. Shout out the whole fucking Pomona, goddamn. Hey. Now why? What? Nah, but I slapped the shit out. Why you bullshitting? Oh my god. She used to sell that pussy for me and Pomona. Oh my god. Classic. Like, niggas don't know, man. Like, and that's the shit about these are the great times I had in Lancaster. Like, how do you not claim that shit? Like, those are the fun times. It was like, nigga, that shit will play. And everybody would just have a really, like, that breaks the ice at the party. When that shit come on, yeah. niggas is ready to go. And, like, yeah. that's what I loved about L.A. shit because it was, like, these some dancing-ass niggas, but they'll beat your ass. Like, in a minute, right. like, these, these dancers right. will fuck you up, nigga. Like, they will dance around this whole party. Niggas will even do, like, damn near twerk dancing and will fuck you up. Like, still, right. I'm like... This is amazing. <laughs> this is like these niggas could do anything. They could play basketball. Like I'm like, wow, you niggas are really like different, different for real, man. But that man, it's like, man, shot like Lancaster. Just oh, it was just so much fun. Yeah, man, that's, that was a town. That was a town. People man. just don't. Know, and I just, man. I just um, when you said you've been asking for it, right? You've been asking for it, and I found a, I found a beat, and I found the concept. You talking about? You talking about? I need to shoot a video, just taking lamb picture of landmarks, the video with landmarks in the other town. Yeah, I found sir. the perfect song for it. Don't worry about it; it's coming. You definitely. And then while you riding around, man, you might just bump into niggas and get capture that of like, damn, like that's just, I ain't that's seen my this whole nigga plan. in like a that's million whole, years. That's my whole plan to set it up to where it's like people see in the video people we haven't seen in a long time that have been in the cut. Yeah, my whole plan is to pop out. The whole video is gonna be driving around, popping out, popping out, popping yeah. out, and, and just like, showing that like genuine love, man. It's just like so dope, man. That's why, I like, man. Shout out to the cameraman that did your shit, man. He captured everything from the blue lights to your daughter to your lady, man. Shout out your queen. You know, it's really thank rough. You, thank you. It's really rough to have a baby, man. So it's like, man, the queen. Shout out to her. Definitely, yeah. man. Big shout out. You know, but. 
It's just, man, it's just, I just be wanting people to live their truth. That's it. And that's what all my podcasts, I call it This Is Recorded, because it's recorded conversations about real shit. And it's like, hopefully, you down, you out. Go back, listen to some shit, get motivated, have a laugh, whatever, man. But just big up your people doing good shit. It costs nothing to, you know, support. It really nothing. don't. Nothing. It costs nothing, nothing to support. But nothing niggas, at all. Niggas don't know it, man. But I know you eating a mafia-style boss meal. <laughs> so the last thing before we get out of here, man, just tell the people, man, what what's the legacy with with music and life and everything, man? What's the legacy of John, man, the book of John going to be like? Man, you're going to have the ups and downs. You're going to have the beginning. The crazy beginnings. You're gonna have this no well the crazy the beginnings weren't crazy. The, the beginnings were, you know, regular. And then it got crazy. And then you're gonna have the ups and downs, and then you're gonna have the you know, they're gonna have the comeback. You know what I'm saying? The best comeback ever. I feel like. Like this is part of my comeback. Like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't done. You know what I'm saying? Even though I'm out doing good and doing what I'm supposed to be doing as far as you know, a man should be doing raising his family and taking care of home and staying out the way. You know, I ain't done. This this is this ain't this ain't it for me. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna lean on this music, see where that takes us, and then we're gonna lean on what's next after that, see that where that takes us until you know what I mean, until it's over. Man, appreciate you coming on, man, and this is recording.